This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. says the president is stirring anxiety by keeping UFOs hush-hush. So what gives with the unidentified objects? Meanwhile, the FBI searched the University of Delaware in the Biden document probe as that investigation continues. You didn't think that was over, did you? Everywhere and anywhere they could possibly find classified documents. That's what's been happening lately. Hey, everybody. Kate Delaney, thanks so much for hanging with us. Uh, Plus... We've got reports from the battlefield, the Ukraine and Russia. Russia now advancing across Ukraine as that country is urging for faster military aid from not just the United States, but from all of the allies who have chipped in to help, especially with military weapons. But let's start first with... It's true, something that has us a little anxious, or some of us a little anxious anyway, and that would be the lack of transparency when it comes to everything that's being shot down out of the sky. If it wasn't a big deal, why are any jets being scrambled, and why would anything be picked off, for goodness sake? So Senator John Cornyn, a Republican from Texas, says that the president should tell us, should address the American people about the rash of suspected spy balloons or what we call unidentified flying objects reaching our airspace without any approval from the Pentagon. So many of you have sent emails to me wondering and speculating as to what the size, the scope, exactly what is that thing in the sky, but they're all serious questions, pardon the pun, are shot down immediately, right? They're just completely knocked away. So is the president hurting himself by not addressing those questions? Is there something to hide? Is it just too soon to release that information to us? But as days go by, that just makes us question it even more. So the Pentagon is not saying much either. They're not being very transparent about taking down flying objects when when there are questions about it. So you've got reaction from bipartisan Senate folks. The Senate Intelligence Committee has been saying the same thing. Why is it so hush-hush? Why is nothing being revealed? Any of the sources or methods or how's the intelligence collection going? What does that mean? Were there threats to our lives in some way. Senator Marco Rubio, a fellow Republican from Florida of John Cornyn's, a colleague and a member of the Intel panel, claimed the most recent closed-door briefing of the UFO incidents contained information that was already known through media reports uh, that it wasn't anything that people had no idea about. So, I don't know, is there a weird fine line as to what is classified with this and what's not classified and is there something embarrassing to hide or again we can speculate in so many different directions but there's not a lot to go on there there is just not a lot of information to go on 
Meanwhile, speaking of information to go on, and speaking of is it classified, you know, you have the former president who's running for president again, who says a lot of the Mar-a-Lago documents were just empty folders, that there was all this dust being kicked up over classified documents, but they were empty. And then you have the FBI with two searches at the University of Delaware in the last couple of weeks in relation to this investigation into the current president's handling of classified documents. So you got the president now at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue saying that the classified documents are just poorly packed up offices. The Senate intel, that panel, is going to be briefed on Trump, on Biden, and on classified documents. And what was in the documents what was the deal with with the documents so we already know a beach house was searched we already know that there were documents as far as biden's concerned that were found at his home in the garage near his parked car we already know that in an office at a think tank that was created when he was vice president there were documents that were uh, found that had classified markings on them so it's been a headache. I mean, a headache for a re-election campaign for the current president, for the former president, for the former vice president, because, oh yeah, Pence is in the middle of this too. So Biden donated papers from his time as a Delaware senator between 73 and 2009 to the University of Delaware. So they thought, well, we better check those as well that's why the shakedown at the u of d neither the fbi justice department or the university of delaware has responded at all to questions of are there any classified markings are there any documents that were found there that shouldn't be at um at delaware (laughs) i think anybody who handles classified documents now certainly it has to review the process, especially if they've been in Washington for any time, or even if they're new to the Washington game and they have access to classified documents, because how much money, by the way, are we spending in trying to find documents? Because that's man hours and turning over maybe empty folders in some cases, as Donald Trump is cl- claiming some of what was found had nothing in it. Um, And it just really, really makes you shake your head and say, why are you marking things classified if it's so loosey-goosey about offices being packed up? Somebody had to throw folders into a cardboard box, and didn't they realize if it said classified on it, you might want to ask a question or two? I tell you what, it does not my friends, instill confidence in other areas of the government at all when you hear about the way that the documents of any kind are being treated. Because just to say, oh, it was just an accident, it was just shoveled around, I mean, you know, it's it, it happens. And then you do wonder, well, if it happened to those three, what else is out there that we don't know? Hey, coming up this hour, a little of this and a little of that, meaning your comments, the mailbag is full, full, full with uh, everything from 
the fallout from the Super Bowl, meaning still you want to talk about the commercials, to what's happening in Turkey. So sad, obviously, the cleanup there, the rescue, the humanitarian crisis is off the charts. We know that. it's This is not anything that's going to be wrapped up quickly, of course. You have supplies for uh, Turkey earthquake survivors that are being collected all the way around the world because these are people that have nothing, that are rebuilding their lives. And yet here we are so far after the quake that still there are some people who have been found. More than 40,000, though, have been killed in that earthquake. 40,000. The belief is it's probably going to be closer to 50 when it's all said and done. More on that and some other things happening around the world that affect you and me coming up on the flip side. If you're concerned about the power grid and want to generate your own supply of off-grid electricity, this will be the most important message you'll hear this year. Here's why. We now have a small number of solar generators back in stock. These emergency backup systems provide life-saving backup power when you need it most. And unlike gas generators, solar generators run quietly, emit no dangerous fumes, and produce an endless supply of free electricity from the sun. Whether it's wildfires, dangerous weather, power grid issues, or just getting off the grid, you'll never have to suffer through painful power outages again. Even better, all this week, radio listeners get over $700 in free off-the-grid bonuses, too. Go to MySolarBackup.com to learn more and check availability. That's MySolarBackup.com. Look for the free report, Crisis Cooling, how to make absolutely sure your meat, milk, and medicines stay safe and cool in any power outage. Yours free at MySolarBackup.com. It's easy to see. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. We all know something big is coming, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming more self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, and they make it easy for you to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure some emergency food kits. There's a dozen to choose from that contain tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. My Patriot Supply also sells large solar generators, gravity-powered water filtration systems, heirloom seeds for your garden, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items will ship that same day. Time is short. Prepare today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to KateDelaneyRadio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. Behind-the-scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter, at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for 
listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. me family members would drag us out my brother and I to those special dinners you know with the dark paneled wood that was all over the place and it was like a steakhouse and it was the it was the steakhouse that was the fancy place that you went to and there would be somebody playing the piano in the front of the house so to speak wow that's mind bending brings back some memories all right, speaking of um, memories I remember when and you probably do too Something happens. You cut a finger, fall off a ladder, accidentally hammer a nail into yourself somehow when you're just trying to do a do-it-yourself kind of deal on a honeydew list, maybe. That could go either way, actually. And what do you do? You have to run to the emergency room. Somebody says, we had to go to the emergency room. I was just reading something scary that affects you and I, I guess depending on where you live, Not a surprise, because if you think of the shortage that we're seeing in the medical business, there are concerns about emergency rooms having to cut back costs so doctors aren't as plentiful in the emergency rooms, right? So you're bleeding, you're scared, whatever's going on, that's where you go. That's your first thing. That's the first thing that pops into your head. But what's happening is, and I was reading something and did a a little bit of digging into this, that you have emergency rooms that are having to medical staff, they're outsourcing to try to keep some of the costs down. So they have fewer docs in the ERs. It's a way of cost saving to increase earnings in in a lot of the situations with the hospitals or whatever the particular group is that you go and see you know obviously there are different hospital uh, there are different hospital systems depending on on where that is so it, it it was always about diagnosing and treating patients that was the domain of the doctor right but now it's nurse practitioners and physician assistants, what they call mid-level practitioners, who do the same duties and generate a lot of the same revenue, but they cost less than a doctor costs. So is this strategy, I don't know, hurting us in, in any way? I mean, I'm sure there's excellent physician assistants. And is the care, though, to the full level? In other words, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like you are vulnerable to a misdiagnosis? Does it mean that you're not getting adequate care? Um, I think I've talked about this once since. Luckily, let me let me knock on something. I'm relatively healthy. When I get sick, I'm you know I'm sick. Um, I'm not a good faker of being sick. And one time, this was a few years ago. I just couldn't shake something. I didn't know what was going on. It's, oh, it's like a cold. I never get sick. I have nothing. No big deal. And of course, then it's the weekend and it's, I feel like I just can't breathe. So what do we do? 
one of the dock in the box, right? That's what they call it. I go, oh, strep. That's what you have, strep. After I waited for a long time, strep, strep, strep. Go to the emergency room. Go here, strep. Okay, so then they prescribe something. You go and get it. And I just felt worse and worse and worse. By the time I got around to my regular doctor and had hives and had um, a feeling like that I just couldn't breathe even worse, he was furious with me. He said, never go to one of those places because they've prescribed something that I would never even prescribe for anyone. <laughs> the drug, whatever it was, because never, ever do this again. Don't just don't do that. Just call me. Just call me and I'll, and and. I will meet you. I will figure it out or something like that. He said to me, but it was really scary because it was not a big deal. He said it wasn't a big deal, but I was misdiagnosed and was prescribed something I didn't need to take. Yikes. So this pops up for me and for you. Like I said, there's probably some that are very well trained and could be the same as a really great doctor, but how much aren't, how many of them aren't in other words, right? On average, What are we getting? What is the gap in our care? And what does it mean with severe diagnoses? And when you talk about 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever, that really matters. And I get the whole idea of what's happening in the healthcare industry and the pinch, but it is very scary to me of where we're headed in the future. And there's all kinds of studies and all kinds of numbers I could throw at you, but the numbers are not good numbers. So in other words, that's happening more and more and more because of the way the resources are being spread out. And then of course, in in some areas it's flat out with the resources besides it's just the flat out money scenario. It's not having, not having enough doctors, right? So the staffing problem, so that means fewer doctors in the HR because they need the doctors in other areas, in other places. So they have to have those, what I told you, mid-level practitioners, right? Uh, the American physician partners say it's a strategy to ensure all ERs are fully staffed. They call it a blended model so that they can provide some kind of care. And they don't say some kind, but they say care to their fullest potential. And if you look at how many people visit an ER, right, and how much treatment is being doled out by nurse practitioners, the average is um, at least they're saying a 20% increase in that. And it also extends the patient's time in the ER by more minutes for minor visits and hours for longer ones. Yikes. So I'm just going to pass on what my fabulous doctor in Texas, Dr. Marcus, told me, favorite doctor ever, just don't get sick. (laughs) Just don't get sick. And when you're hammering, really watch. Don't get distracted and start swinging the hammer all over the place where, for goodness sake, it might actually injure you because you've been distracted. I am so serious about that. Very crazy what happened in this Ohio derailment that um, the northern southern uh, train that was carrying hazardous material and it derailed. It was like a fiery ball uh, on February 3rd in East Palestine, Ohio. And, And this is dangerous material exploding. So 
the train operator was able to run what they called a controlled explosion, releasing known carcinogens and a plume of black smoke into the air because of what they had to do after the derailment. So the local people there had no idea and the businesses didn't know, but they were evacuated and now they've been allowed back. But so many were hesitant to come back because of what they were told, just what I said to you. And, you think about the chemicals and the waterways that feed into the Ohio River because it was right by there. You have the EPA saying that they're heading there this week. In fact, Thursday they'll be there to visit the disaster scene and meet with the local people and emergency responders. So what happened was we were talking about a lot of plastics and what what's in plastics and part of what was on this train and you think about it and you, and you think about how much plastic there are uh, there is rather in the world and then you think about this this crash coming from Illinois heading to Pennsylvania derailing in Ohio and it was carrying malt liquor frozen vegetables and five hazardous chemicals five hazardous chemicals were also on there normally would you think about it 150 cars on the uh, part of this train, 38 of them derailed, 38, 12 damaged by the fire that lasted for days, 11 of the 20 cars carrying hazardous material. That's what the National Transportation Safety Board says. No fatalities or injuries in the derailment and fire. That's the good news. But the stuff that was left in the air, the hazardous nonsense, the controlled explosion, and what does that mean again? For the people on the ground, and of course, being hesitant to want to go back. And it was close to almost 5,000 people that live in that area. And uh, to me, I would be worried about it. I'd be worried about water contamination. There's a lot of water in that area. And of course, a lot of the people are still being told now a week and a half later, more than that, almost two weeks later, to drink bottled water. And 3,500 fish have died because of the waterways being impacted by that. So there's still a lot of questions that hover around, that's for sure. All right, speaking of questions, answers, concerns, some funny stuff, we got a mixture of it. Your thoughts coming up as we hit the mailbag. Wellness and self-care doesn't have to be complicated. So keep it simple and take good care of yourself with Sunny Bay Heating Pads. Our heating pads soothe pains in the neck, back, and shoulders while relaxing muscles and increasing blood circulation. Sunny Bay Heating Pads have always been made in the USA and hand-filled to perfection with the highest quality materials. Sunny Bay Heating Pads are the perfect wellness gift for loved ones or yourself. See all of our high-quality products at sunny-bay.com, including heated body pads, neck pillows, heated neck and body wraps, and our stress-reducing lavender line. 
They're all affordable, durable, and in stock now and ready for immediate shipping direct from sunny-bay.com. Read our trusted, authentic, and real reviews at sunny-bay.com or just search for Sunny Bay Heating Pad. To your good health and wellness from Sunny Bay. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. USA News Update. The House Intelligence Committee has raised concerns about a significant national security risk reportedly linked to advancing Russian space technology. Ohio Republican Mike Turner said his committee has shared details about the threat with fellow members of Congress. He's urging President Biden to declassify the information to facilitate open discussions among Congress and allies regarding necessary response measures. Once again, U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is back out of a hospital. The Pentagon says Austin is in good condition following his admission to Walter Reed National Military Hospital Sunday for a bladder issue. Austin has taken back his duties now from Deputy Defense Secretary Kathleen Hicks. The Northeast cleaning up after a nor'easter hit the region with heavy snow on Tuesday. At least one person in Pennsylvania was killed when a snowmobile hit a downed wire. Travel was snarled along the 95 corridor. John Schaefer, USA News. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February... Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply, plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Do you have difficulty taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best, complete, nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. Talk 
about the mail. Can we talk about the mail, please, Malcolm? I'm dying to talk about the mail for you all day, okay? mailbag we never do you can send me your thoughts on anything 24 7 kate at kate delaney radio.com i like this joe in new orleans says kate i don't know much about this actress that just died in her 80s but i will say she was one sexy babe i bet in her day she was the kim kardashian maybe with a little bit of talent and uh, boy, oh boy, I don't know how many movies she was in, but I think I would have probably gone to the movies to see her. And I'm a 32-year-old man. All right, so Joe, I think you're talking about Raquel Welsh because that just happened. And she was in, because I got that from you, I looked it up. She was in more than 30 movies and a bunch of television shows and cameos and that kind of stuff. And 82, and she was, yeah, she was the sex kitten of her day, I guess, if, if, if you want to call her that. She's very attractive, absolutely. And she, I guess, I, you know, I was looking at a little bit about her background, and um, she, you know, started off as a television weathercaster, and then she started getting guest shots on some TV shows. And then one thing led to another. And the next thing you know, she was acting and going to school for acting and got cast in a lot of different, uh, a lot of different movies in the 70s and the 80s. And then some other cameos, I think, even later in her, um, you know, later in her life. So she would have kind of been... In that in between, they had those the people, the men and women that were the studio faces, and they got put in all these different movies. And then, then you just had a group of different actors that were represented by different people. And and I think she was kind of in the era after that, where it was sort of more of a um, a free for all. I was trying to think if I remember her in anything, and I remembered that she played herself in a Seinfeld episode. And um, it was something about where she was giving an award, some kind of an award to uh, Kramer. And it was, it led to kind of a, a, a funny cat fight between Elaine, the character who played Elaine, the one woman in that show and this actress, Raquel Welsh. So yep. Rip to Raquel Welsh. I just thought that was, that was cute that Joe said that, that, Hey, she was pretty good looking. So, I mean, there you go. All right. From that to this from may who asked the question that we're all asking, what is going on with what's in the sky? There's just a lot of confusion on what's being shot down, Kate. And I wonder why the president just doesn't give some sort of a speech. And if they have to say they were concerned about what these objects were, and that's why out of an abundance of caution, they were shot down safely, fine. But to not address it does really kind of build the hype up that it's something that we aren't supposed to know about, if you know what I mean. But I do know what you mean. Whenever there is that secrecy, and it's known, so yes, we know this was shot down. Yes, we know there was 
there were four altogether shot down, but one we know was the Chinese weather, a.k.a. spy balloon. But we don't know the other three objects. How do you put U.S. fighter jets in the air and shoot it down if it's not a big deal? So supposedly we're going to hear from the president because now there's so much pressure that's built up on this that there there has to be some sort of an address. You've got John Kirby, the White House national security spokesperson, who just a couple of days ago said that they're considering the possibility that three of the objects were tied to a commercial or otherwise sort of benign purpose. Then why are we shooting it down? Right. Or is it tied in some way to the Chinese spy apparatus? <laughs> and, and what is the protocol, by the way, before? And I wondered this. What's the protocol before you decide to shoot something out of the sky? Like, I don't know. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Should we scramble the jets? Do we scramble the jets? What do you think? Is it is it a meteorite? Is it something that we need to blow up? Who knows? But I believe we're going to see something come out where probably I'm going to say, I bet even Thursday, but I think we're going to we're going to see that the president is going to say something or the White House is going to say something that's a little more meaty than as vague as they've been in the last uh, four or five days. All right, then this one comes to us from Christopher, who says, nothing worse than seeing what happened at MSU, Kate. The fact that you had this guy, this gunman, who had a bunch of loaded mags and a couple of handguns and had no connection, no axe to grind, which still wouldn't give an excuse, but had no connection to that university at all and just opens fire and early evening hours when you have students all over the place who easily could have been in the way of that gunfire. So it's just pure bad luck for those that were killed and others that were uh, wounded, and of course, he's not going to answer for the crime because he takes himself out. What a sad, sad world at times we we live in. I cannot imagine being a family member or a close friend to any of these kids who had nothing but probably bright futures in front of them, or at least they had a shot at it anyway. Um, yeah, you know, the more you find out about it, about his name's Anthony McRae that um, he definitely had no connection they can find at all to why why here, why did this happen. And there were police surveillance images now that have been released and um, in trying to find him. And they, eventually he was four miles off campus, but when the officer spotted him, they called out to him, that's when he shot and killed him himself. So he... He definitely had a backpack full of uh, ammo, and he had a you know a weird uh, note in his pocket that had indicated he was threatening two public schools in New Jersey, and that he had ties to this Ewing Township in New Jersey, and he had a, a history of mental health issues apparently, but um, you know that doesn't do anything for the 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 families who again had their worlds rocked by what's happened here yes i mean three students killed just wrong spot just wrong spot got hit and then the five others that were wounded and they're still in in the hospital being um 
treated. Okay, let's take another one. This one from Kat, who says, Kate, Roseanne Barr apparently is back and doing, I don't know, some sort of stand-up. I've seen spots for her lately. And um, I just wonder, is this... Is this a comedian who was canceled who can get back an audience, do you think? Or when you lose an audience, especially in a competitive world like comedy, can you gain your footing back uh, in any way? <sighs> well, that, you know, that question in itself about the cancel culture, someone's canceled and can they come back in general and what were they canceled for and whatnot. I mean, there's that bigger question there. And in the case of Roseanne um, Barr, she was on, I mean, she's, she's basically saying, I refuse to be canceled. And she was on, I want to say she was, yeah, she was on uh, Tucker Carlson recently. And she said that, um, you know, she, she felt that she was, she was canceled unfairly and then pointed to, um, other people who have had done things that she thought, you know, could you look at that and wouldn't that be similar or worse than for the reason that, uh, you know, that, that I was canceled. I mean, she's notorious for kind of a uh, crass sense of humor and being outspoken in her whole career. Right. And, and being offensive to some. So her streaming deal just came out on Fox nation. And this, which is why the tie in to Tucker Carlson going on the show, uh, Roseanne Barr canceled this. And she said that, um, you know, she's had tumultuous time and she's suffered things in her life and, Da, 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 but that she has great faith and that she knows that she can bounce back and um, she's sorry for any offensive things that she's done. She didn't say I'm sorry. She just said that there is a, um, a disconnect from some of what has she's been criticized for and that her critics that rip her have no idea why they're ripping her right and all and and she was canceled the last time for a controversial uh tweet and i want to say that was back in 2018 something like that it was it was a few years ago yeah it was definitely like 2018 it's way before the pandemic and um you know again she was she was called out for being racist and uh, even anti-Semitic and whatnot. And, and so, again, she's she's trying to bounce back. And will she find her footing? Well, that's a whole different a whole different thing of whether she's going to find her footing or not. I can't answer that question. All right, you can email me day or night, Kate at KateDelaneyRadio.com. Hi, this is Kate Delaney. I am truly amazed by this audience. Many of you have been reaching out to me to ask more on what I call the No Drone Zone. How do you find out about the show or listen to podcasts or guests or even my books? So here we go. Go to katedelaneyradio.com for more on what's shaking in my orbit. To reach me, simply hit the contact tab and send an email. 
behind-the-scenes photos, great video, travels, the dog. Yeah, that's Guinness. He is the mascot. Go to Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Kate Delaney Fan Page on Facebook. Or hit me up on Twitter, at Kate S. Delaney. At Kate S. Delaney. For any of my books, including Deal Your Own Destiny, Amazon simply is the easiest. Thanks for listening as we talk about what's happening in my backyard and yours and how it affects us. We throw in laughs, cheap movie reviews, the man cave, and authors with some interesting stories to tell. If you've already forgotten everything I've just said, just go to katedelaneyradio.com. You've been hearing Dr. Wallach talking about 90 essential nutrients, keeping the body healthy. GCNteam.com now has Beyond Tangy Tangerine Tablets, 60 plant-derived minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, packed in a powerful tablet. But that's not it. 160,000 auric points, a knockout punch to free radicals. Call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. That's 877-878-4203. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your air. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. The final phase of extermination is set to commence now. And as population die-off becomes evident, you know it is the time of punishment in all that is written. The cover for mass die-off is evolution and global warming frauds, also used as false proof of their Christ. They are from the lines that were disinherited 2,000 years ago. Now they claim to be his Christ based upon blood type, DNA, and long lifespan. Go to unveilingthem.com. That's U-N-V-E-I-L-I-N-G them.com. think runs so we know the setup but we don't really know who the contenders are at this point because i think there's going to be more that pour out perhaps on both sides of the aisle democrats are waning on the current president but it's traditional to back the person in the white house if it's your guy your party we already know trump is in and nikki haley and wait till you hear what nikki haley had to say about age 
But there's a new poll from Rasmussen that finds that President Joe Biden is slightly ahead of former President Donald Trump in a hypothetical 2024 rematch of the 2020 race. So this new poll that just bounced out on Wednesday shows that Biden is just three points ahead of Trump, 45 percent to 42 percent. Now, 11 percent of the people surveyed said they would vote for another candidate. Two percent said they weren't sure who they would support. Um I think the two percent could actually be more because we still there's some there's some people we don't know that might jump into the fray. One of them being the very popular governor, at least in some with some people, uh, popular governor of Florida, DeSantis, Ron DeSantis. So now the numbers flip if Trump are going to face the vice president, Kamala Harris. Trump would lead that 45% to 42, which I'm surprised that's not higher. 11% saying they would vote for a different candidate. Remember, this is one poll, Rasmussen, but it shows an increase of support for Biden compared to January of 2022, where Trump led the poll 46% to 41%. So that's kind of interesting, I think. And now you have the former U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley, who announced this week she's in the race and she's challenging Trump in the Republican primary. So that's going to be an interesting one to follow. You know, Biden hasn't officially said, officially, officially said he's going to seek re-election. There's just hints. There's just hints that get dropped about it. And then there's Democrats who, when they're asked, just pause and look glazed over, thinking, oh, please don't run. I mean, he definitely has people backing him, but there's definitely people that are saying, no way. So here's Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is going full force for this. She's calling for mental capacity tests for politicians older than 75. Older than 75. She was in Charleston, And she said, in the America I see, the permanent politician will finally retire and will have term limits for Congress and mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over 75. Well, Trump is 76. Biden is 80, the oldest person to hold office. She's 51. And she said, we're ready to move past the stale ideas and faded names of the past. We're more than ready for a new generation to lead us into the future. America is not past our prime. It's just that our politicians are past theirs. (laughs) The politicians are past theirs. The crowd ate it up, though. This crowd that she happened to be in in front of went, went kind of wild when she said that. But it plays into the governor of of Florida because he's younger than Nikki Haley even. And um, th- there are others that are talking about running who are half the age of the current two that are in the, we assume, that are in the middle of this. So, you know, it's interesting in looking at timelines and when people will declare and jump into it, and what is that going to look like? I mean, what's the Republican primary going to look like, especially? And still the question of what happens on the Democratic side of things, and is there somebody else that comes out of nowhere that sparks a fire and gets people interested, and they decide you know, that they're going to run? We've had pushes 
we know, in the, like the Tea Party, for example, we've had pushes with other parties that started to bubble up because people were frustrated with the same old, same old. And I don't, I don't know that we're going to see so much of, we're going to see something like that happen this next time around, like a true, I'll call them independent. But again, with the timeline that we're in, still something different could happen. I mean, and what are going to be the big burning issues? Even some of those could change. It's funny because Nikki Haley talking about the ages and that, you know, let's retire politicians and that's part of the deal. And it's time for new ideas and kind of stealing a page out of Sarah Huckabee, the governor of the governor of Arkansas's playbook when she responded to the state of the union, because that was her deal about, you know, it's time for a new generation. So you look at uh, Medicare, you look at Social Security, and they're already talking about, oop, we could run out even sooner than we originally thought. But a lot of the people who vote are older people. So a lot of the people that politicians rely on to vote are often the geriatric set, if you want to use that term, you know, at people who are well into their 70s, um, retired, etc. They're the ones that will be such a big, important voting block. So how do they respond to, you know, how do they respond to some of the comments that are starting to, I think, be a part of what is going to come out in, on both sides of the aisle, that there's going to be conversations, and there there has been, but it's going to be bigger. And I think Huckabee kind of kicked that door open even more by what she said, that, I mean, even, it doesn't matter, even if you're up there in years, do you think it's time for fresher ideas, younger people, that kind of, uh, that kind of thing? You know, you got Senator Tim Scott, who could run. You have... Um, you have the Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, the former Secretary of State, who's said he might run. You have the former Vice President, Mike Pence, who said he might run. And of all the names, though, that get thrown out, it's really the Florida Republican Governor, Ron DeSantis, I think that would get a lot of support if he decided to run. He can raise money. He has a lot of people that would back him and he would be the biggest challenger on the Republican side right now, barring something unforeseen, a candidate that we're just not aware of, somebody who's really thinking about running. I mean, you think about Donald Trump, and he's been asked, before he ran for president, he was asked about that, and a lot of times jokingly, and then who knew he runs and goes through the process, goes through the process, and gains momentum. So he came out of, I'll I'll say, came out of nowhere in a sense. So somebody else from some other field rather than the traditional political route who says that can't happen again. Because anybody, clearly anybody can run if they can raise money, get their name out there, get the get the numbers that they need to get, and then go into these primaries. So there could be could be an athlete. You know, people ask a lot of times famous people if they would run. Think of Schwarzenegger running for governor in California, and certainly there are others from the world of entertainment or 
from the world of sports who have successfully run and won, but somebody truly that comes out and and runs uh, like The Rock. He gets asked that all the time and says, no, 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 no. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, the actor, gets asked that in Texas. He even hinted that he wanted to run, and then he said he backed out of that. But he backed he didn't back out of running. He just said, no, he's not going to run. But there were people that loved the idea because of some of what he was saying. They loved the idea of, of him running. So we're still in that wait and see pattern because I think we're going to, we're going to find there's going to be more people perhaps that decide to jump in at a better point when we're further down the road. Somebody's going to be hearing that theme, Hail to the Chief. We just don't know who it is in 2024, right? Or really 2025 as the calendar turns into January. Wow. Hard to think about that. 2025. Thanks, all of you, for listening to this hour of the show. Make it count, everybody. Hey guys, why settle for poor quality Pouty Arco that's sold by stores and online resellers when you can get Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea at drinksupertea.com or 818-965-9113. The Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pouty Arco Super Tea is only available at drinksupertea.com. 818-965-9113. 818-965-9113. That's drinksupertea.com. Ever feel completely down on your luck, whether it's your career or just your life? Do you look at other people and wonder, why them, not me? I'm Kate Delaney. I did it. I admit it. I've learned some valuable and priceless lessons from some of the rock stars I've interviewed over the years, like Sir Richard Branson or the late, great John Madden, and I want to share them. Want to laugh? Want to learn? Want more out of life? Then pick up a copy of my book, Deal Your Own Destiny, Increase Your Odds, Win Big, and Become Extraordinary. Get it on Amazon today.